0: I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubble
1: Red alert! All hands stand to battle stations.
0: Luck as files in attack positions. Prepare for battle.
1: Autobots, roll out. Get ready! It's your weekly dose of nerd culture.
0: All wings reporting.
1: With your crew So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your
2: nerd alert.
1: Hello there, it's Obi John Kenobi, your favorite host in all of podcasting, and welcome to another brand spanking new edition of Nerd Alert. Uh, spanking being the operative term, right, Scott?
2: Spanking whooping.
1: Hey, jokes for three. Uh, if you're here in the pre-show, you'd get that. But uh, joining me this week, as always, uh, you just heard his his sultry, sultry tones. The man who's here to keep the nerd in the Talk Nerdy to Me network, no matter what show he happens to be on, it's Commander Scott.
2: Hello. Speaking of nerdy, something, one of my favorite nerd facts entered my my sphere of influence here recently, popped back into the forefront, and I love to share it. And that is specifically the gas known as helium. We all know what helium is, right? We all have fun with it,
1: mm-hmm. with, the,
2: with the balloons and everything.
1: It's saying I get yelled at for playing with the work, yeah.
2: Exactly. So helium, one of the things I love about it, so its boiling point, let me preface this by saying its boiling point at one atmosphere of pressure is 4.2 Kelvin. That is 4.2 degrees above absolute zero is where it boils at. But an interesting thing happens if you continue to cool um, helium past its or below its boiling point because at one atmosphere of pressure, helium will not freeze into a solid. At 2.17 Kelvin, it becomes what is known as a superfluid. You should look up what a superfluid is. So if you take a drop of water and you drop it onto a countertop, it, it, it spreads out, right? but it'll only spread out to the point where the force of gravity pulling it down and the force of the surface tension holding it together equalize. So it becomes a little blob, uh, a little puddle on the surface. However, a superfluid will continue to spread as far as it can until it is, if at all possible, one molecule thick. That's its depth, one molecule. The reason they found this out, scientists, and I forget what year it was, I'd have to look it up, They they had it in a container... And they cooled it and cooled it and cooled it. And they thought the container had a leak because they noticed helium pooling, like spreading on the the, the, the counter around the, the container that they had the door that they had this, the, uh, the helium in. And they come to find out it didn't have a leak. What was happening was the helium was spreading up over the sides, down the outside of the container, and continuing to spread because it had reached superfluid status. And that
1: is cool as shit. Damn. Everybody got that? Taking notes on your superfluous fluids? <clears throat> Everybody got that? Are we good?
2: <laughs> Sorry.
1: Thank you, as always, to that wonderful factoid, Commander Scott. And by the way, thank you for ruining the word factoid for me.
2: <laughs> yes, because that is not a factoid.
1: Nope, and every time I hear it now, it's like nails on a goddamn chalkboard. Thank you <laughs> so much!
2: <laughs> yes, but now you have awesome nerd facts to throw yes. at those people who that use is- the word factoid.
1: I just need to pair of glasses to push up and go, uh, actually, it's not really a factoid. Okay. <laughs> Let's ride out this trio. Uh, he is, uh, how do you describe him? He's the Doc Brown to this trio of mad scientists. Uh, he is the man from the state populated by three vowels. He's joining us. From somewhere in time and space, possibly via a DeLorean, it's the doc.
0: In a world where three guys get together every week and talk about nerdy shit for about an hour and a half, starring Obi John, Commander Cox, and The Doc coming soon to a theater near you.
1: And thank you for providing us with our new intro, Jay. <laughs> I appreciate
2: that, but it, it's actually Commander Scott. Let's see, <laughs> Oh, right. no. No, not
1: after
0: what we talked about on the pre-show. It's Commander Cox. No, no.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. Because my wife is the real Commander Cox. See, we'd be stepping on toes here. Ah,
1: ah, ah, ah. Sorry. <laughs> I thought she was Sorry. Mick Cox.
2: She's Mick Cox in the Ghostbusters world.
1: Okay. Uh
0: also, Scott, callback to last week's show. It hit the atmosphere. It did. I
2: thought it. I thought it actually. It actually landed right. It hit. It hit in the ocean.
0: Yes, near the Maldives. Yep. And NASA is pandering them about pandering. Is that the right word? Uh, not pandering. They're no, panning no. them. No, they're being mean about it. <laughs> uh, and saying he teaches math, not English. It's okay, right. kids. Uh, saying how poorly handled China handled the whole situation.
2: Oh, it was. China's response is basically, yeah, whatever, the next one will be fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh, we were talking, uh, in, in case you missed, uh, so episodes are, are now starting to go up out of order, so it probably wasn't last week's, but in a previous episode, uh, they uh, these two nerds talked about the uh, the Chinese... Uh, space rocket that uh, did not go well.
0: Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Hey, she, she le- went ahead and re-entered the atmosphere. Hey, oh, she did.
2: Entered, it landed on the planet it was intended to land on. The problem was it was a crash landing, not a controlled landing.
1: <laughs> and like the adage says, any landing you can walk away from. This one, I don't think anyone was walking away from that one. Not that there was anyone on it. On it. Sure, uh, if yeah, there had a... <laughs> been, I don't think. Major failure. Your rocket is still in
0: space and plans to re enter. Well, wait a minute. I haven't seen this card before. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, well, as JT teed us up for today, uh, we've got an interesting topic, and it's one I don't think we've really do- uh, 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 explored before on the show. So I'm excited for it uh today we're talking trailers guys all kinds of trailers double wide trailers extra wide trailers come on down it's Obi john's discount trailer emporium
2: firstly (laughs) i like the ones where the ship containers just get loaded straight onto the trailer frame and they become the trailer itself
1: converted shipping containers you name it we got it
2: yeah those are my favorite kind of trailers
1: due to a shipping error we are currently overstocked in trailers <laughs> we got your TV trailers. We got the theatrical cut trailers. We got your red band trailers. Your green band trailers. We got trailers of all kinds. It's Obi John's discount trailer emporium. <laughs> uh, which is my terrible pitch to say this week we're talking about movie trailers. Um not actual like semi trailers or trailer homes or uh no, we're talking about the trailers that are attached to the movies. At least that's how it traditionally works. Nowadays it's more like, hey, did you see that thing on the internet? Uh, hey, let me send you this YouTube link so you can watch this thing on the yeah. That's how it that works now. But back in the day, kids, when we went to see movies in a the theater, uh, the only way you knew what movies were coming out soon was uh, they would run these commercials for movies in front of other movies, and we call them trailers for some reason. You know, because they were front of the movie, not behind the movie, like a trailer would be. If, it, whatever, it, it's uh, it's coming attractions is what we're talking about today.
0: Uh and speaking of that, back in the day, I am a stickler about getting to a movie theater early so that I never missed the the previews.
1: Oh right, yeah, right,
0: same same. And and one of my one of my best friends, Bob, love him to death. He was always like, "Oh, we'll get there." They always have like ten minutes worth of trailers, and I was always like, "Yeah, I know. That's why I want to get there early." Did you think I I was buying a ticket to see the movie? Like, yeah, we'll see the movie. That's fine. But I want to see what the hell else is coming out.
1: (laughs) I remember, dude. Okay. This is like, it's one of those. Tell me you were alive before the internet without telling me. Do you remember a TV show on E! Called Coming Attractions? Let me pitch Mm -hmm. you this, guys. Okay. It's it's an entire 22-minute TV show where a host just shows you current trailers for movies about to be released. It's the entire show. He just shows trailers on TV in case he didn't get out to the theater to see them. Because the internet doesn't exist yet.
0: It's oh, the whole I show.
1: Guess. It used to be one of my favorite shows. <laughs> I used to sit there with the VC already in case he pitched a trailer. I, want. I, I recorded the Spider-Man trailer on a VHS tape and watch it over and over again. Cause internet existed, but we didn't really have good internet at that point. Uh, but yeah, no, that's, uh, <laughs> I love trailers, man.
2: So trailers are called trailers. Cause initially they were shown after the feature. Well, uh, makes
1: no goddamn sense. Well,
2: exactly. And, and the, uh, um, uh, the exhibitors and, uh, the, everybody found that this practice was ineffective because, You know, they were ignored by audiences who, of course, left immediately after the feature was done. So hence they were changed, I think, sometime in the sometime between the 50s and 60s or something like that is when they were changed. However, uh, in the 1960s, uh, because trailers up until that point were basically just text with stuff like that. But the first montage trailers started to come out in the 1960s, specifically with a lot of Stanley Kubrick stuff. Dr. Strange Love, uh, 2001, stuff like
1: that. Nothing huh. like an old-school, like, 50s trailer where they just tell you the entire plot of the movie in the trailer.
0: Well, it's <laughs> not like that's really changed much, John.
1: Well, we'll get into that. <laughs> but I mean, stuff like... <laughs> See Amazing Wonders on the Amazon River! Terror and fright of the creature that comes! <sighs> Can you stand the suspense? And, like, literally, they would spend, like, two minutes just tell, shit, literally going through the movie plot beat by plot beat. Uh, they they were afraid there was something you might want to see in the movie that you didn't know was there if you didn't see it in the trailer. Wait wait I feel like we're beating a dead horse here, John. <laughs> the stuff that's in the trailer that's not in the movie. Wait oh, a minute, we'll, we'll get to that.
0: Well, no, per- I don't mean
1: stuff that's not in the movie. I mean literally they they tell you the entire movie in the trailer.
2: Well, personally, I do like a trailer that actually tells you what the plot of the movie is going to be about. And I and I say this because I remember many years ago. And when I say many, I mean like 25, you know, 30 years ago now. Something like that. I don't know what the fuck it was. Yeah. The other day. Yeah. Um, there was a movie coming out, and I don't remember the movie. But I went to work, and everybody was talking about this movie. Everybody was going to see this movie when it came out. And, I mean, it was all over the place. This was one of the best marketing campaigns that has ever been ran. Because everybody was talking about it. They all asked me are you going to see that movie? And I'm like, I'm not planning to. And they're like, why not? And I'm like, well, I'm, uh, because I don't know what it's about. What do you mean? I'm like, have you seen the trailer? Yeah, it's great. What's the movie about? And nobody could answer that question because all the trailer was, was car chases, gunshots and explosions. That's it. Sounds great. That was the, <sighs> the fuck was it the, the rock. I, honestly, I don't remember the movie, but I'm like, <laughs> the hell is the damn movie about
1: what, what more do you need to sell you on a movie? a plot no, no plot the, just well, gets in the way. No, a plot does not give it away No, it gets in the way
2: no it, okay it doesn't get in the way
1: it takes up valuable time where we could be chasing stuff with cars or shooting at people or blowing stuff up or all three
0: uh, you know scott i'm going to agree with you that i like a little bit of plot well,
2: i don't i don't i don't really need like the whole thing outlined for me but i yeah. want the subject is I want to know what is it about.
0: Right. And, oh. and 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 this is why I bring it up is so in preparation for this I went back and watched a lot of good trailers and a lot of bad trailers. And um one that I just wanted to bring up and and discuss is one that sold me the wrong direction and I was so mad
1: about it. Uh Pearl Harbor.
0: Really? That's uh, the wrong direction
1: what is, uh, okay i think I know where he's going with this and i, go, I think i'm in it. the same boat okay so pearl harbor yes
0: yeah when they sold pearl harbor in theaters and when the trailer came out and when previews came out and it's like pearl harbor pearl harbor pearl harbor and it's like yeah you know i i want to see a movie about that like i'm very from the guy le- from from the guy, from the guy that guy who made the, the rock. rock yeah yeah like i'm legitimately interested in seeing this movie i mean the name of the movie
1: is Pearl Harbor. It's got to be about Pearl Harbor, right? You watch the trailer, right? You see planes, really? bombs explode. And that, that awesome shot where they release the bomb and then it follows the bomb like right behind it as it hits into the ship. And, all, yeah. and you're like, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Absolutely
0: not. The actual event, Pearl Harbor, is about what? Mm, 20 to 25 minutes of movie time?
2: It's pretty yeah, much it's, Act 3. Yeah, well, it's not so even Act 3. It's, no, it's not, not. even Act 3. They cram in a
1: weird Act 3. <laughs>
2: hey, I like the weird Act 3, because I like the Doolittle Raiders actually getting some credit. Anyway, go
0: ahead. And oh, But it's just... it. It's like, what the hell is this love story? How did you get Titanic in my Pearl Harbor? <laughs> I don't... You answered
1: your own question there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's true. But I mean, like, I... Waiter, excuse me. I ordered the Pearl Harbor. This seems to be a little bit too much
1: Titanic. Well, see, it's an appetizer. You got about uh, 45 solid minutes of weird, awkward love triangle, and then we swear we'll get to Pearl Harbor. Uh, well, excuse me, hey, sir. Hey. I, I Pardon me, sir, but... I specifically ordered the Pearl Harbor on the menu. It I'm says so, I'm Pearl so Harbor. sorry. I'm so sorry. Tell you what. Tell you what. Let, let us make it up to you on the house. We'll bring you a dessert course where we cram the Doolittle raid into about 15 minutes. Is that okay? That, that does not sound good to me. I but, can, can I can I get a can I get my money back? I'm we'll not put sprinkles pay this bill. on it. No, no, no. I'm not going to pay there's, for this bill. There's I, Alec Baldwin. Is that is that was that enticing any? Yeah. No, no, no.
2: <laughs> Jay, Jay, Jay. I tell you what. You know, if you want Pearl Harbor, if you want a good Pearl Harbor, go around d- down the corner about two blocks, hang a right. You're going to find a little hole in the wall called Tora, Tora, Tora. <laughs> uh, they, they have got all the Pearl Harbor you can handle right there.
1: That sounds great. Uh, okay. Check, please. <laughs> and this has been Movie Discussions <laughs> as Waiter Talk. Um, now We have a new premise for a show. Sorry. <laughs>
2: I, I agree. And now, I went when I saw the trailer. Yeah, I was I was all stoked for this movie, and then yeah, I watched it and the whole thing. But what got me was and it, this this killed me every time. Is the whole thing about you know spoilers? Ben Affleck's character gets shot down, of course, and they think he's dead. And and I was with a girl I don't on a date seeing it, and she's like, "Did they kill off Ben Affleck?" I say, like, "No, they didn't kill off Ben Affleck." She's like, "How do you know?" I was like, "Cause the trailers show him at the fight." <laughs> and we haven't seen the
1: fight yet. Spoilers, <laughs> Scott. Jeez, trust me, uh, he's coming back <laughs>
0: for for a second. Scott, I really thought I was. I was sitting here hoping that you were going to say Cuba Gooding. Cuba Gooding Jr.'s character had absolutely nothing to do.
2: He well, he had absolutely nothing to do with the movie. They cram him in for some odd reason. When actually, his character actually could have been ahead of his own damn movie.
1: What? He's. That's the bigger problem I have with Pearl Harbor is is of all the real people and real events they could have focused on, like Cuba Gooding Jr., who's playing an actual historical figure, we chose a love triangle with three fake people. Thanks, for, Thanks Pearl Harbor. It's another reason um, uh, I fucking hate Dunkirk for the same reason.
2: Oh God, Dunkirk is horrible. I don't remember the trailer, but the, the God that movie.
0: Yeah. They yep. they definitely Dunkirk definitely sold it. They Pearl Harbored us.
1: They
2: yeah. uh, now, now if you if you want a good good movie about that, watch what was it, Darkest Hours or Desperate? Yes. Darkest Hour. Darkest Hour. With because I watched that movie. I'll give me this. This is one reason why I love Gary Oldman. I watched that movie. Uh I was actually on a flight when I watched it. And I watched it all the way through it. And I loved it. And then I was watching through the credits. And it said Gary Oldman. And I'm like, who the fuck was Gary Oldman in that movie?
1: Yeah. And that miss- is the most yep. Scott Cox thing I've heard all day.
2: Because <laughs> I didn't know it was Gary Oldman playing uh, um,
1: Churchill. Churchill,
2: Yeah, the entire time. Didn't know it. I just saw Winston Churchill. It tells you how great of an actor Gary Oldman
1: is. The things that go under your radar, Scott. It's, it's...
0: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Uh yeah, so I I just
1: no, you're absolutely <laughs> right, Jay. That was a total bait and switch movie, and
0: yeah. that's that was one of the things that I like. I I made a list of a few, not a lot, but some movies that were like big name movies, and I say they're bad trailers because they do they they don't sell you the product that's on the box.
1: Yeah. Well,
2: well. Uh the hell hello? Hello? Oh, hello,
1: yeah, yeah 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 that was weird okay was uh, weird.
2: Sorry, I, I got a notice on my computer ah. so I, I was gonna cut in Your there with share
1: the, file done yeah, the <laughs> share files uh,
2: we're waiting on been, been waiting on that jpeg for a week now
1: uh, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> damn it it's censored <laughs> you clicked the wrong file man <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I was gonna
2: well, I was gonna piggyback off of bait and switch. Okay. Cause I'm I'm sorry. The biggest bait and switch trailer to movie that I've ever seen was fucking Inglorious Bastards.
1: I'm so glad you said that. Let's get into this. I got notes.
2: God. That damn tra- the trailer the trailer's actually more fun to watch than the damn movie. <laughs>
1: Both trailers, because I I went back and I watched. I was like, well, maybe it's just me misremembering things. Because uh, I had when we, when Jason first mentioned this topic, there were three movies I instantly wrote down, and the second one was Inglorious Bastards. Yep for the, for the exact same reason. And I went back and I rewatched both uh, theatrical trailers. Trailer number one, trailer number two. Because like, right, maybe I maybe I'm just focusing on that's what I remembered and not what was actually presented to me. So let me look at what's actually presented to me. So watching both of them. Yep. You can count on one hand, one hand, the number of times Shoshana and uh Landa are shown on screen. The two main characters of the entire fucking movie are in less than 5 shots of both trailers. Uh. That,
2: that's both trailers together, not each, right?
1: Yes, literally, okay. both trailers together. Landa has one line of dialogue in the entire trailer. Shoshana has zero. The entire ad campaign is built around the bastards. Yep. Uh, and and uh, the, the entire opening, Brad Pitt's opening speech, is used in both trailers to, to introduce you the two characters uh, and establish what they're doing. And Again, like Scott said, you know the little bit of the plot we get um, is from his speech, and then in the second trailer they show you a little bit of uh, Operation Kino with the end of the movie where they try to blow up the movie theater. Um, but you get nothing of of um, Landa, the the you know who's who fucking won an Academy Award for his performance in this movie. Nowhere to be found in this tra- the trailers, uh, and one of those shots, by the way, is from behind. Uh, I only realized it was him because as the camera kind of pans, I was like, oh, hey, there he is. Um, and then Shoshana, who is the antagonist of the movie. Uh, I literally had to go back and count because there's the, the, the scene where they're in the bar. They introduce another, uh, I think she's a British or American spy. And they cut between the two of those actresses. And I honestly got confused as to which one I was looking at a couple times because they cut so fast um get yeah, nothing uh, she's in like two shots including the opening scene where she runs away with her like face all covered in mud and you don't know who she is
2: yeah i i saw the trailers and i'm like this looks awesome Brad Pitt's opening speech was it just to get you fired up i'm like yeah let's 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 watch this awesome you know world war 2 uh Granted, it's not fixed, you know. But Dirty Dozen, Kelly's Heroes, going out and just being all badass and killing Nazis and everything else like that. And then I get to the theater, and granted, it open the opening is a is is a bit, you know, because you've got the the whole uh, the the whole thing of the cabin with uh, what Christoph Waltz is that his name at that? Yes, yeah. Yes, which is yeah, which is which is golden because his performance is beautiful, and then. I'm like, why am I watching a girl restore a theater? What? What? What's, where are the bastards? Oh, here's the bastards. Cool. Wait, no, no. we're back to the girl now. What? 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 <laughs> bastards? Yes. Yeah. Yep, hello.
0: And you know, Scott, I don't want to correct you, but it's not Nazis, it's Nazis.
1: <laughs> You're kill some Nazis.
0: <laughs> They're killing Nazis.
1: Uh, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> That opening scene, you kind of let's like, it's like, okay, it's a Tarantino movie. He likes big dialogue scenes, especially starting his movie with dialogue scenes. And it's a great, it's a master class in how to create tension within a scene. And like, okay, I bet this will be the bad guy, and we're, we're setting up our bad guy. Okay, cool, I got it, I got it. And then we just we, we cut to everything but the bastards. We cut yeah. to that one speech where they're presumably stateside, and the next time we see him, they're already in country incognito. Doing missions, not that we get to see any of those missions. No, the no, no. they're already.
2: Yeah. Um, and and, and, and it took me because I think I watched it twice, uh, once in theaters and then once after it came out on on DVD and stuff. And it took me till that second time to realize that the the girl doing the theater is connected to the people hiding underneath the the <laughs> the, 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 the cabin at the beginning of the damn
1: movie. Yeah, that's kind of a big connection. Yeah,
2: I didn't make it the first time I watched it because I'm like, what the hell, am I watching? Because uh, after that opening, the, the movie time jumps.
1: Yes, yes, and it, it does. doesn't tell you it time jumps. It's a uh, the other trailers. The, the other, again going through the trailers and watching because I wanted to make sure. Am I just you know did I is the trailer really presenting us with a different movie or did I just remember certain parts of the trailer and forget others? So if you remember, there's a movie within the movie. Mm -hmm. I forget what it's called, but it's the Nazi propaganda movie based on the the Nazi sniper who's uh, played by um, uh, Baron Zemo uh, in the movie, uh, pre-being cast as Baron Zemo. Um, Really? That's him? Yeah, that's him. I forgot that until I watched the trailer. I was like, oh, hey, it's Baron Zemo. Look at him. Good for him. Um, So, yeah, there's a movie within the movie. And the trailer, I think it's trailer number two, intercuts scenes from the movie within the movie. As action scenes for the trailer.
2: (laughs) See, literally, this just tells me that the the, the marketing department watched the dailies and the movies and what they had. And they're like, this is fucking boring. (laughs) Where's the action stuff?
1: (laughs) Yeah, they clearly marketed this. You, You hit the nail on the head, Scott. They wanted to market it as, hey, look, it's the dirty dozen written and directed by Tarantino. Which, who the fuck wouldn't want to watch that movie?
2: Yeah, I was totally on board for that movie.
1: And then you get well, there, and yeah, the Bastards themselves are about a third of the movie.
0: To, to be fair, though.
1: To be fair.
0: To be fair. um, I I think it's still a really good movie. I love that
1: movie. Even yeah. though, yeah, I really like it. Uh, yeah, it's even... it's still a great movie. Uh, Jay, yeah, I totally agree with you. It's 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 not that they made the movie look good and it ended up sucking. It's that the movie they sold me on is not remotely the movie that was actually being made.
0: Oh yeah, I agree with that a hundred percent. And but I still really enjoy it. And I mean it. It's still a really I I think a really good movie, but uh, it's not the movie that probably 99% of people thought they were going to see. Yeah.
2: I I guess I may have to try and rewatch it because I remember hating this movie. I thought it was the most boring piece of crap I've ever seen. And then we get to the point at the end, spoilers, where (laughs) literally they kill Hitler by trapping... The plan works, they kill Hitler. And I'm like, "What, what? What? Why?
1: <laughs> and then we don't
2: even. There's no payoff for the revisionist history. There's no, you know, there's there, there's there's nothing. There's no like continuation. Like, okay, you killed Hitler. Does it does it actually end the war? Does it? You you just stop at that point. There, there's there's no follow up to it. Okay, they were successful, but then what happens next? Th- this movie actually does not have an end. This movie just stops. Well.
1: Uh, Tarantino was very much in his grindhouse phase and if you look at the ending of this movie and look at the ending of um death proof pretty much the same thing it's like yeah there's no real uh um we call a denouement to the story there's no real wrap up of of what happened to the characters afterwards it's just okay our plot is done so we're finished now yeah um this now, is how Grindhouse movies would end. Like, okay, plot's done. Cut it. We, we got budget. Just, we're done. Freeze frame the last thing and roll the credits. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Just, if, just know when you watch it, you're not watching an action movie.
0: If, if we're talking bait and switch, and I know Inglorious Bastards was one, but there was something that I was so excited to see. And they really, they, they, I don't want to know if you want to say it's a bait-and-switch or... No, it was a bait-and-switch. Transformers. Uh, bastards. How really?
2: do you... I like Transformers. And and, and right. I didn't see anything wrong with the trailer. What
1: what? what how are we getting bait-and-switch here? I'm, yeah, I'm not sure how the trailer bait-and-switched you.
0: Okay. <clears throat> All right. What's Transformers supposed to be about?
1: Okay, I... I'll go with you. I, it's supposed <laughs> yeah. to be about giant robots from an alien Big planet fighting Big on Earth. Yeah, okay. I'm,
2: not, I'm not going along with this because I don't like this argument.
1: And what does I'm, the trailer show? Give him enough rope to hang him with, Scott. What is it, Jay? What does the trailer show us? Big robots fighting.
0: Yeah, and what was the actual movie? Big robots, Big fighting. robots fighting. Transformers, the first one. Did we yeah. watch the same movie? Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh God.
2: What do you mean? Now I I I granted that the one of the things I didn't like was the, the whole the, 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 the slapstick comedy stuff they had where they were trying to hide in the backyard and uh, Bumblebee peeing on the the, the, the the FBI or the not the FBI but the uh I forget what seven yeah the Sector Seven people and stuff like that. I could have done without that. But I mean literally you have uh Decepticons and Autobots going like seventy miles an hour, transforming, you know, jumping, fighting at one point, you know Optimus actually locks up his brakes. You see the back shuttered. and he he half transforms to turn around, hits somebody, and then falls off and goes back into car mode and keeps going.
0: <laughs> okay, yes. So you're describing the coolest parts of the movie that were already shown to me in the trailer.
2: No, that wasn't in the trailer.
1: Okay, but I think yeah, Optimus Prime doesn't get his trailer until the third movie. Hey! <laughs> Jesus. Oh, oh man. was it the fourth? I don't remember. They all blur together after yeah, a while. Granted, I will, I will grant you. I don't, I don't like the rest of them, but that first no, one. Gr- I... Granted, they're terrible fucking movies. I'm not going to argue otherwise. But the yeah. the trailer did not give you any kind of false promise there, Jay. Uh, it did because. How much time of that, how much
0: of that movie is spent on Sam Witwicky? Just Sam Witwicky. There's plenty of the trailer
1: on Sam Witwicky, too.
0: Yes, but not, but not what you get in the movie. Yeah, they show Sam, and you're like, oh, hey, it's Sam. Oh, we're going to travel with Sam. Sam's going to be the one who's going to help us learn this story. No, no. What we get is, oh, I need to buy a car so that I can get this girl And we spend all this time with him trying to get this girl and less time of actual robots fighting
1: and Megatron. What do we get Megatron in the last 10 minutes of the movie? Okay. Again, stop. I I think your problem is the trailer made the movie look like it was going to be good. And the movie was was in fact shit.
2: I like this movie. I don't think it's shit.
1: That's that's fine. Scott. I I think (laughs) the problem was not the trailer. The problem was, you thought it was gonna be. We all did. We thought it was gonna be a good movie, and then we got to it, and it was like Scott said, it was slapstick hiding in the backyard, uh, uh, bumblebee stop, uh, draining your fluids on that man, bullshit (laughs) jokes. Yeah, yeah, those were dumb. No discernible plot at all. Just just uh, random giant hunks of metal smashing into each other because we couldn't pull the goddamn camera back. Uh, Yeah, no, it's a bad movie. And I get that the trailer cut it (laughs) within that two and a half hour movie, cut down to a two minute trailer. That's a great trailer. You got lots of stuff to work with. You stretch that trailer out to two and a half hours, you got nothing. Okay, which is which is a very reasonable problem uh, uh, in 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 the films these days. (laughs) All the good shit was in the trailer.
0: Okay, so I guess what that's why at the beginning I said I don't. Is it a bait and switch? I don't know, but I called it that anyway. I don't any uh, th- that is the best way to describe it. It's a great trailer for a shitty movie. Yeah, there's plenty of those.
2: <laughs> yeah, I didn't think it was bait and switch for, for Transformers. I saw the trailer. I went to the theater. I watched the movie. Other than the stupid slapstick comedy, I got what I was expecting was Transformers. But also, literally, this is a property based off of a uh, '80s cartoon based off of a toy line. That actually, actually, multiple toy lines. There were two different toy lines that were put together for the United States. So, I mean, we're 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 not talking, you know, high literature here.
1: It
0: was oh no, and that's I didn't expect high literature, but
1: I'm not going to here your debate Transformers all day. But (laughs) even those stupid toys, Scott, and that cartoon show had had stories and character behind them. Oh, I did not.
2: Now, now that I will completely agree. The original '80s. The uh, cartoon, if you actually watch it, has act- decently great story arcs and character arcs
1: <laughs> for a lot and, of these That's what fans were hoping to see any of in the, how many Transformers movies are there? Nine? Which uh, they, and the I, 18 Transformers I, movies, we got like less than one episode worth of plot.
2: And, and, but we did get a great 15 minutes of, you know, what fans really wanted at the beginning of Bumblebee. After you watch that, turn the movie off, because it's shit yep, after we it's sure did.
1: Yep, Yeah.
0: Uh, all right. Let me take another stab at it. <laughs> okay. Go for it. Okay. How about this one? Passengers.
2: Right. Uh, this one, I don't know
1: this movie at all, so. I think this is less of a... You're talking about the one with um, Chris, Pratt Chris Pratt and... Uh, what's her name? Katniss Everdeen. Yeah. yeah.
2: No, what it's Raven.
1: Raven. What the hell is her name? <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> there you go. Um... I think this is less bait and switch and more. There's a key plot detail we didn't tell you in the trailer that kind of shifts the entire focus of the story. Kind of <laughs> that drastically changes the focus <laughs> of the story.
0: I know like this, because I was like I said, I was going back through trailers and I was like, okay, this one is one of those things where it, it you kind of you leave out a major detail. Which is fine. That's fine. I don't need all the details in a trailer because then that makes the movie you like you watch the movie and you're like okay yeah alright.
1: But this one's kind of a big thing. So that... like the the basic premise and the way the trailer sells it is it's this big ship making a giant interstellar uh, um, trip from Earth to some other planet because Earth is dying. You know, you've seen that plot a million times. Um, Chris Pratt plays a guy whose cryo chamber opens like 90 years too early. And it's, it's his dilemma of he's, he's not part of the crew of the ship. He's just hired to help build the colony when they get to the new planet. So he doesn't have like security access to open up all the systems of the ship and figure out what's going on. And, and he's, he's literally not going to survive the trip to get to the planet. It's kind of a, if it was like a short story, it'd be a really interesting sci-fi short story. Uh, And then in the trailer, it's made to look like he's not the only one who woke up too early because Katniss Everdeen wakes up too early. And Raven. The Katniss Everdeen, Raven Everdeen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Katniss Everdeen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Katniss Everdeen, uh, uh, Rudd Sparrow. Uh, also gets woken up too soon. And and the two of them trying to figure out how to to navigate it and and can they get back and cry or not, and, and, you know, uh, developing a relationship, and then there's kind of that, that, you know, hey, we're the only people awake on the ship. We can go fuck around with stuff. You know, there's some of that. Um, And then, Jay, I'm going to tee you up for this because we're going to spoil it. Uh, In the actual movie, things don't quite play out that way.
0: Nah. Hell nah. Chris Pratt is a creeper.
1: Well, yeah, there's, there's one big difference in the actual story.
0: In the actual movie, Chris Pratt actually sabotages Katniss Everdeen Red Sparrow Raven. Uh, Raven. Sabotages her chamber to wake her up and basically force his love on her.
1: And then we get everyone's favorite plot device, the Liar Revealed. Ooh. I was falling in love with you, but now I learned you sabotage my chamber. And I don't know if I can love you anymore. Also, you know, that Lawrence
0: Fishburne. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> for about five minutes in that movie. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, yeah. Kind of throws a monkey wrench if you're going for like this uh, kind of quirky sci-fi romance comedy thing going, and you get there and you find, oh no, he's fucking. Oh, he said, but he did it on purpose. Okay, well, uh, that changes things a bit. <laughs> yeah, then, I don't know
2: if so much bait and switch, but that tidbit it just it changes the tone. Yeah, but you you go from quirky rom com, you know, thing in space, kind of half sci fi to, oh, you're an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. The worst part of that is she like. Th- and then there's like a, a plot device of the ship is malfunctioning. And then uh, they have to like save the ship. And again, spoiler, they do save, save the ship. And uh, she still like falls for him. And you're like, uh, but he. Uh... Well, doesn't,
1: doesn't he repair? He's able to repair one cryo chamber. So, one no, no, it's the, back it's, cryo? it's the med pod.
0: Oh, uh, okay. You can set up the medical pod to actually put you back in and he offers it up to her and she's like, no, it's like, nah, she's getting in that thing and closing it and being like, peace out. Enjoy your 90 years of dying.
2: Well, because literally once it gets to that point, we have the ending of Casablanca. That's all it is.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's a rehash of the ending of Casablanca at that point. But
1: yeah. anyway. Less Nazis, but.
2: Less Nazis. Nazis. Well, sorry, right. sorry. Less Nazis. Nazis.
0: Nazis. You're pretty good at killing Nazis. Uh...
2: Now, uh, hang on. I'm going to backtrack to Inglorious Bastards real yeah, quick okay. on a tidbit because one good thing came out of that movie. Okay, it, gave okay. us, it gave us shit tons of angry Hitler memes. <laughs> where, where they just well, changed the subtitles for whatever they needed the subject to be.
1: It's great. Ah. Uh... No, that's from is a that different from, movie. Yeah, that's you know? from. Um, oh shit! What's that movie called, Jay? Like, the last Monster. hours. Yeah, yeah, it's the last hours or something like that. No, isn't.
2: no, because it's it's the one where remember because they they hand you the paper and they say the bastards and blah blah, blah and he's like yeah 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 oh. and he has the whole thing and then literally they just oh, that that one okay. yeah and then they just kept changing the video which is they just changed subtitles to whatever they like uh, the Cubs won last night sir they beat the Reds or whatever ah that that and it's just yeah okay.
0: that okay. Alright, I was thinking of a different one. Anyway, sorry. Alright then. Uh, Let's Let's just combine them together. Let's combine them together. Inglorious Passengers. (laughs) Inglorious Passengers. I like it. I sabotaged your sleeping chamber. So that we could kill some Nazis.
1: But we're in space and there are no Nazis. So we're going to end up falling in love.
2: At the end, you know, he looks at it and he's like... Bet you go get in that pod and go right back to sleep, ain't you? See, now that I can't. But
1: you're going to take off that nice Nancy uniform and get back in that pod.
2: I'm going to give you a souvenir.
0: <laughs> I will be the leader as I speak the most Italian. See? <laughs>
1: uh, all right, then, Jay, you ready? I'm ready. We're talking bait and switch. If we're talking a movie selling you on a concept that it is not remotely. Let's talk Prometheus. (sighs)
0: Sorry, I just
1: died on the inside. Okay, whatever you hacked up is probably better than this movie. Uh, I can't say that. I can't say that. There's too many good things about this movie to write it off completely. I wish it was worse. Why can't I, why can't I quit you, Prometheus? It's okay, easy, so, John. You this, just, this hate, it. just this, hate it. You just
2: hate it. Well, this this was that good sci-fi movie that's off that crappy 70s sci-fi movie,
1: right? With the... dumb's fighting words. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Prometheus was sold to everyone as here's the alien prequel we've been talking about for decades. Because literally for decades, either Ridley Scott or Sigourney Weaver or James Cameron or the producers have been talking about doing a fifth Alien movie. And what would we do? Oh, we should dig into the origin of, of the Xenomorphs and go to their home planet and explore that. So here we have Ridley Scott returning to the genre some almost 40 years after he made the original Alien. To make the prequel, we have all been waiting for. And you watch that trailer and everything from... The very first title is from director Ridley Scott. We want you to know right away, hey, Ridley Scott made this movie. You're all fucking happy about that, aren't you? Then we're going to fade in the music from the original Alien trailer. We're going to fade in the sound cues, that alarm thing that keeps going off. We're going to use the same exact font formed in the same way to make the title Prometheus as it does in the, the opening scene of Alien they we're going to take every single shot that has any element that you already know of from the alien universe, whether it's the derelict spacecraft, the engineer pilot in the seat, anything we can show you that you know from the original movie, we're going to throw that in this trailer. Because we want you to think this is an alien prequel, and it is technically, I guess.
0: Uh, and then you get
1: to the theater and Jay, what do you get? Shit on a shingle. It's a very well-designed shingle though.
0: I I don't care, it's still shit. This is this this crap sandwich comes with foie gras. I don't care, it's still a crap sandwich. Like I I I can't even form words. I hate that movie so much.
1: I just Yeah, it's uh even first See, and I... foremost, this movie is not an alien prequel. But it should be. And I have said this ad nauseum. I'll try I'll to keep it succinct. All we wanted to know is how did that ship get on that planet, LV 426, with all those eggs on it? And what happened to the space jockey uh, sitting in what we thought was like a pilot's chair or something? We didn't even know what that was. He's sitting in a the chair. There's a hole in his chest. How did that happen? Tell us the story of how that ship got to be there to be the catalyst for Alien. It's all we wanted to know. So as soon as you get to this movie, you see some, you see the whole opening scene with what we come to know later is the engineers seeding a planet and okay, that's interesting. And and you kind of tie back around to that again. And it's really Scott playing with big ideas of, you know, how did or humans get to be here and all that kind of shit. And okay, fine. And then we get to know our main two characters who are exploring caves and we see the same cave drawings everywhere. And we're going to follow that into space somehow. Um, and then as soon as they're giving you the briefing and they tell you we trace those coordinates back to this planet. We call it L V and you're like oh here we go. Two two three. And everyone who knows anything about aliens is going, um what?
0: Yeah, your number's wrong.
1: Hey guys. You're you're off by about half there. Uh Sir,
0: sir, I ordered the four twenty six.
1: <laughs> I love that we're back to the waiter analogy. <laughs>
0: Sir, sir. sir.
1: No, I I the number 426. You brought me a 223. Uh it's not going to work.
0: This is this is not what I ordered, sir. Sir.
1: As soon as that happened, that, that was sort of my um my cyclops is dead watch check moment. My my Johnny cage just died watch check like uh what now. Um uh, but we're like okay, okay, fine, fine. We'll, we'll we'll we're too early for me to write this whole movie off. Let's see where we go. And we go to not LV426 and find out Because even at the end, when, like, the ship's taking off, I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. It left 223, but it's going to land on 426. Okay. No. 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 It just crashed back onto 223. And apparently our super genius scientists can't figure out to run uh, horizontally uh, to get out of the way of of the giant donut onion ring that's rolling at them. Uh, Oh, they're dead now. Okay.
0: Not only that, that, but there were more ships on that planet. That wasn't the only one.
1: So, we're not on LV-426. We don't know how that ship got there. And there are no eggs anywhere in the movie. So, a failure on all three counts? Good, Good job. Well,
2: I'm sorry, but I'm going to completely disagree here.
0: Oh,
1: boy.
2: So, first of all, I'm not as diehard of an alien's Fan Alien Aliens fan as you too. I like Alien. It's a good movie. I like Aliens. It's a good movie. Never really saw anything much past that. That's fine. No <laughs> one's gonna tell you to watch the other movies. It's okay. However, I feel like personally, and as much as I hate to, I am going to give Ridley Scott the benefit of the doubt in this this little argument here. Okay. I feel like this is a classic example of. The whiny fandom derailing what was going on. Now hang on before you start forming a rebuttal. I'm already writing it down. I, I feel like that Ridley Scott. Of course I know Ridley Scott wants to do things that he always wants to do and he what he always does what he always does doesn't make sense. And blah 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 blah. But I feel like he wanted to do a prequel to aliens as a trilogy or at least more than that. He wanted to build to it and not just give you everything in one movie. He wanted to, to set up characters and set up the engineers and set this up and it would complete with tying into alien. But no, the fans had to go, why didn't you give us everything in this one? What about this? And What about that? You know, and, and, and then the, the, all the backlash and everything. And then the studio is like, fuck, everybody hates this. What are we going to do? We should change stuff. And then we get the second one. I liked Prometheus. I liked the second one. I, it didn't Ugh. bother that, that, oh, that we weren't on 426 or whatever the fuck it was. I, I didn't care. I liked the engineers. I liked the story we were getting. I would have liked to have seen it continue without... Everybody, the the studio is trying to backtrack and say we well, gotta give them what they want and and everything, but that's just me. So,
1: <sighs> okay, let me tell you why you're wrong. Uh, yes. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Look, again, I cannot write Prometheus off, off as a bad movie. It, there's too many great actors doing a really good job with their characters. Uh, there's the production design is fucking phenomenal. This movie looks gorgeous. Every bit of the, the ship and the suits and everything is designed beautifully. It looks awesome. It's got a great cast. The, even the hook, the story of them exploring, you know, we found these cave paintings and now we're going to follow them into space. Like that's kind of a cool story. I like that. The problem with this movie is very clearly at a certain point, this was this started as straight up the alien uh prequel movie. Me and Jay wanted to see as it progressed, and as different writers came on, and as Ridley Scott's ideas developed and evolved, it became less and less and less and less that movie. And more, Ridley Scott just wants to play in science fiction for a while. He's done too many sword and sandal movies, too many medieval movies. He wants to go play in a sci fi universe, and he's bored with the alien. He wants to tell a story about the origins of man and AI because he's super, super crazy hard on for AI now. So rather than Fox just saying, "Okay, well, you know what, Ridley, let's just scrap this alien thing and go develop a story you want to tell. They said, no, 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 no. We'll let you tell that story. We'll just cram it into an alien movie somehow that has no alien in it. You can look at the screenplays and see bit by bit everything that made it an alien prequel stripped away. The problem was Fox never dropped this. It's an alien prequel thing. If you look at the interviews of really Scott at the time, he's warning fans. Like when they're asking, you, will, 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 will there be a xenomorph? Is this really an, this is an alien prequel, right? And he would say like, well, it, it has the DNA of alien in it. It was his go-to line of, yeah, it's in the same universe and it might circle around to that eventually. But no, like this isn't. You're not going to watch this and then go home and pop alien and they're not, they're not going to sync up like uh, Rogue One and New Hope do. Like, it, it's not that kind of thing. Not, that's not it's clearly not the movie he wanted to make. But Fox never dropped the narrative that that's what this is, because that's what they kept selling to fans. So it's not really Scott's fault. Per se. That this wasn't the alien prequel we wanted. Uh, it is still a bad movie with giant fucking plot holes, and that is really Scott's fault. Uh, but the it wasn't the Alien <laughs> prequel we wanted. That's not on him so much as it is 20th Century Fox marketing.
2: Well, you know how I feel about Ridley Scott. But yes, I did like Prometheus. And what's the sequel to that one?
1: Alien Covenant. And if you're going to say he wanted to tell the story as a trilogy, uh, I'm going to go ahead and fight you on that again too, Scott, because he kills off the main fucking character of his trilogy off-fucking-screen between goddamn movies.
2: I thought I thought the, the android is in the second movie.
1: He's not the main character.
2: He is. Elizabeth Shaw.
1: Dr.
0: Elizabeth Shaw.
2: He is not that the damn main character.
1: Our hero it's, character who survives her ordeal not, and launches herself into space to go explore and she's going to... We end the first movie with she's going to go find the engineers and she's going to get answers. And then in the second movie, oh yeah, no, she died off screen. First oh, of all, well,
2: I, I disagree no. that she's the main character. She may be the primary protagonist, but I think... The android is the main character. Literally, you start with him and you follow him all the way through the damn movie.
0: It's actually not his story. Oh, I'm gonna push up my note my glasses on my okay, nose. Here we and go. Bust it. Actually, you start the movie with a Jesus allegory. Okay. <laughs> so the really engineer. it's the
1: engineer's story? Yes. Oh question mark. <laughs> anyway, what I think our topic was supposed to be. <laughs> Was Again, quality of the film aside, this was sold to us as a movie that it is not. You can like the movie you got. That's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. But, go back and watch the trailers. And And again, this was sold to fans. This was for, for months or years sold to us as, this is Ridley Scott coming back to do an alien prequel story. And that is not what this movie is.
2: Th- th- this is why personally, I hate trailers. Okay. I hate them. At least, I hate what they've become. Let me me preface that. I hate what they've become. And because now, literally, every, a trailer drop has become an event. Like, just literally, we had the, the Venom 2 trailer, you know, was released to the internet and everything. And within hours, like, you know, text messages were coming through. Did you see the Venom trailer? No, I don't, I don't care. It's it's Venom. What what am I going to see in a trailer that I don't know? You know, I I don't need to know if I want to, I saw the first movie and it was okay. I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't like the most horrible thing I've ever seen. So I'll probably watch Venom 2 at some point. I don't need to see a trailer. And, all the nitpicking, like what do you think this means? What do you hear let's frame by frame, break it down. How about we just wait for the damn movie here's a radical idea. Just watch the movie when it comes out
1: <laughs> but i I have a YouTube channel, and I gotta have videos up every day, so i'm desperate for content
2: yeah well it's just that that's it. I hate what trailers have become
1: um, I, I just... is it trailers or is it the the um the culture around the trailers of again all the YouTube channels breaking it down and dissecting it frame by frame because we're desperate for stuff to talk about. Is it the trailers' fault or is it just like that's what pop culture is now?
2: It's a little of both, I think. Okay. And but it it's 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 the it is the culture. You're right. It is the culture. Um and, and the, the, the YouTube phenomenon thing of what it what it is now. Uh, the marketing departments, you know, at the studios and, and, and what have you, they're just doing what they need to do, you know, to to sell their product. And so I can't blame them, but it's like, here's teaser number one, teaser number two, teaser number three. Really? We can't even wait for a full trailer? <clears throat> now we have to have teasers? We have to have well, trailers to tease us for the actual trailer.
1: Okay, that's 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 been the way it is for a long time. Your first trailer is your announcement trailer, which is just to say, hey, this movie exists. Here's a time frame it's coming out in. And yes. then closer to the release of the film is when you get an actual full trailer, which is supposed to be more of, here's what the movie is actually about. Yeah. The announcement is just, here's some cool shots, and here's the title, and here's... It's summer.
2: Yeah. But once again, I remember a time before there was teasers. It didn't exist. If a movie was coming out, eventually you got a trailer for it. Hey, look, there's the trailer. Now it's, then it came out, here's an announcement trailer. We'll call it a teaser because it's a mini trailer. It's actually a trailer for the trailer. Look at the trailer that's coming out by seeing this mini trailer. Then it became. He
1: hasn't even mentioned TV spots yet. Hang on. Um okay
2: this, okay tv number one TV number, <laughs> trailer teaser, <laughs> one, teaser two teaser three now boom, presenting from mgm trailer number one for movie a what how many trailers are we gonna get four really here's trailer number two i wonder when trailer number three is gonna drop who the fuck cares just wait for the damn movie to come out yeah you people are getting on my nerves not, not you two specifically. Just the general people, you know.
1: Give us uh, time. Give us time. We'll get yeah. there. And, and it, I,
2: the the TV spots don't really get to me much because I,
1: I haven't watched TV in years. But okay, they're called TV spots. What they are is. Uh, those ad breaks when you're watching a thing on your streaming service that still makes you watch ads and it locks into that one trailer. So every ad break, it plays that same fucking trailer every goddamn time. And it gets worse and worse and worse the closer it gets to the movie coming out because there is a million goddamn TV spots. And every one of them, the closer we get to the movie coming out, the more shit we throw in there just to try to make sure you get out there and see this movie. And we'll spoil the whole fucking ending of the movie just to make sure you go out and see this movie. I hate TV spots. I'm fine with announcement trailers. I'm fine with teaser trailers. I'm fine with uh, full trailers. It's the goddamn TV spots that drive me nuts. I want there to be an option of, I've already bought my ticket. Stop showing me TV spots. <laughs> Where do I click that button? You've well, already got you my money. That. Stop it.
2: Yeah, they should know that. They have every other bit of information
1: exactly. from Exactly.
0: This, this has been ranting about movie trailers with Obi-Wan and Commander Scott.
1: You know what grinds my gears?
0: Uh. (laughs) Well, Commander Scott, though, I am going to say one thing. Teasers have been around for a lot longer than you think, because I specifically remember a teaser for Godzilla from 1996, where it was just Godzilla's foot, like, crushing a T-Rex skeleton in a museum.
2: Yeah. They've been around for a long time. I just remember when there wasn't a such thing as a teaser. You just got a trailer. That was it. And you got one trailer. One. But once again, now we have events for (laughs) trailers being released. The trailer release is bigger than the damn movie premiere at this point.
0: Well, if it's a shitty movie, yeah, sometimes it is.
1: Before I get to that, I just, uh, back in my day.
0: Back in my day, we had we one trailer, to...
1: and that's all we had, and we liked it
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: And we had to go to the theater to see that. <laughs>
1: I love you, Scott. Uh, no, and, and again, getting back to the—is it the trailer or the culture thing? <clears throat> There's so much shit going on now, competing for people's attention. The 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 goal of any advertising uh, uh, campaign is to keep this thing relevant uh, that's one of the problems we've had with, with with covid with as far as movies being released is once you ramp up the advertising machine it's really hard to slow that back down and stop it and then work it back up again because you start with that like you said there's the you know there's the announcement trailer. Then you get your full trailer, and you want to keep people talking about that. So you release a couple of trailers, and you throw on some new footage, and they're like, "There's the international trailer, which has some different shots in it." Uh, and so people are still talking about it, and then you start your rollout, your tie-in campaigns. Where, like, again, this summer when you know Wonder Woman was on every Doritos bag, even though the movie hadn't come out yet, uh, you, you 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 blitz people with with the movie and the logo, and you keep them talking about it, so that when it finally does come out. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to go see that. Like, you've got them whipped up into a frenzy, and they can't wait to go see it. Um, <clears throat> that's the goal of every marketing campaign now, is is to, to get it in your head and then keep it there until a release date to make sure you get your butt in the seats to go see it. And I, I... There's so many different more ways to get at people now than movie trailers and TV spots and some newspaper articles. Uh, you know, when we're all connected to the internet twenty four seven, there's so many ways to throw stuff at you. It does get very oversaturated.
2: Yeah, and once again, I don't blame the the marketing departments, the people who are doing this because they're literally just using the tools at their disposal to do their job. I get it that that doesn't bother me. I, I guess it's just the whole culture behind the 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 trailer phenomenon. Just everybody. What does this trailer portend? I don't know. Let's just wait and watch the movie or the show or whatever it is we're talking about. How, how about that? Is that a radical idea? Can we just wait and see it when it comes out?
1: That's that sounds terrible.
2: I mean, what do you think this means? I, I don't know. I'm sure I'll find out in a couple of months.
0: Well, I I just want to throw this out there. Sometimes there are trailers that you can't really analyze, I don't think. I mean, some people probably do, but they give you just enough to go, what the hell? I need to go see that movie. And those are the trailers I really like that. Like they give you just enough things about the movie that you're like, okay, that looks cool. That looks cool. Yeah, that looks really cool. I'm very confused, but I want to go see it.
2: Yeah. What a trailer is supposed to do, just pique your interest not to be picked apart scene by scene frame
1: by frame. That does bring us to one of my favorite trends in movie trailers that has popped up sort of recently. Uh, Marvel does this all the time, but I'm actually going to use a different example. The trailer that purposely lies to you. Uh, The example I'm going to use is Paranormal Activity 3. The movie's announcement trailer... Try not to use trigger words there on Scott. Um <laughs> was a scene of the two younger sisters playing Bloody Mary in the bathroom. It, that's all it was. It was like a 30-second scene from the movie presented as a trailer. In uh then as trailers came out later, there were several scenes. Hey, hold on, I wrote them down. Uh the girls playing Bloody Mary, um, the knocking game on the closet door. Uh, The jumping off the bedroom stairs, water being thrown and seeing the demon, uh, mom being pulled into the bedroom, and a psychic getting the shit beat out of him by a ghost. All things prominently featured in the full trailer for the movie. All things that absolutely do not happen in the movie. Um, Depending who you listen to, those were either scenes that were shot and then decided not to be used in the final movie. They were alternate takes of certain scenes, or in some cases they were scenes specifically just shot for the trailer because they didn't want audiences to know what's coming. They didn't want audiences to say, oh, well, that person's going to be fine because there's that shot from the trailer where they're around later on. Like Scott said, uh, with uh, with Ben Affleck in, in Pearl Harbor. No, he's fine. There's some shit in the trailer he hasn't done yet. He'll be back. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, they purposely film the things that didn't happen to throw you off. Personally, I think that worked. Uh, Cause I, am a fan of the paranormal activity movies and going into that movie. Yes. There was a little bit of disappointment because some of those scenes looked kind of cool, but on the whole, I was like, they pulled one over on me. I appreciate that because the movie I got was still good. They didn't lie to me about what kind of movie it was. It was still exactly a paranormal activity haunted house movie. It was that absolutely. It was lots of jump scares. It gave me some lore about the, the, the trilogy and, and and kept things going. It was exactly what the trailer sold me, but also nothing that the trailer sold me, which I know is a contradiction, but somehow they pulled it off. I've not seen any of the paranormal activities uh... Okay. Um, fair. It's fair. Like I said, it's kind of Marvel does the same thing. Uh, two prominent examples I'll use is Thor Ragnarok. They covered up that Thor loses his eye. Uh, and the they big cover- one we've talked about here in the show, yes.
2: They covered it up with a patch it's In the next. <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: There's <laughs> a scene where they literally CGI his eye back on him. Oh, that's kind of cool. Uh, the scene where he's on um, the Bifrost when he towards the end when he's tapping into his lightning uh, powers and in, in like clearing off the bridge. There's a scene where he stands up and he doesn't have an eye patch on yet. He just has the, the It's supposed to be just the scar where his eye was, but they literally CGI'd his eye back on to throw people off. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also the the big example, you know, Infinity War. They continuously changed how many. Um, Uh, infinity stones Thanos had at certain points in the movie so people would know uh, when the scene took place or how many stones he had when Uh, there's that big famous scene of uh, a bunch of the Avengers running towards camera and Hulk is there even though Hulk isn't in the movie at all Um, stuff like that like Marvel loves to keep you guessing
2: well that and also it kind of is necessitated they have to do stuff like that why because the stuff is broken down frame by frame yeah. And they know it's going to be picked apart and they know how much people can infer from a from a trailer. So now they literally have to go in and say okay, here they have to review them it's like a uh damn, you know, NSA or CIA operation just to put in, produce a trailer nowadays.
0: Uh can I throw out a trailer that I don't think you can infer anything from? Okay. Mad Max Fury Road. What is there to infer? <laughs> right, like you watch it and you're like, "God, this looks awesome." I'm gonna yeah. go see it. And like a movie, and you're like, "I don't know what the
1: hell's going on," but God, this looks gorgeous. Like, this is awesome. I'm glad I came to see this. I'm gonna go see it again. That's a movie like, that doesn't let plot get in the way of the story. Like that's like Joe Bob loves to say. That was that's one of the things that
0: one of the trailers that got me thinking about like a good to me what I enjoy about a movie trailer. Mad Max Fury Road. Hey, look at this exploding tanker. Does it happen at the end of the movie? You bet. You don't know that. It exploded, though. <laughs> <laughs> this giant sand tornado? Yeah. It's part of the movie. Does it happen right at the beginning? And only takes about five minutes of actual movie time? Absolutely. But you don't give a shit, because it looks awesome. Yeah. That's... I.
2: Mad Max Fury Road is definitely a trailer that uh, said, here's what you can expect from Mad Max Fury Road. And you went and saw it. And by God, if that wasn't exactly what you expected from Mad Max Fury Road.
0: And that's that's exactly what I want from my movie trailer. Yeah. I, I want what it says on the box. When I go to the grocery store and buy a box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, I want to open it and get damn Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I don't want Fruit Loops. In my Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I don't want Titanic in my (laughs) Pearl Harbor. I don't want LV-223 in my 426. (laughs) I I want Mad Max driving a vehicle, shooting some stuff, things exploding. Explosions. That's what I want.
1: Explosions everywhere. (sighs) Yeah. well that brings me to what i kind of wanted to explore and i think we've kind of already discussed this then what is the job of a trailer should it sell you on a specific plot or certain characters should it be more of a general tone or feel of the film again using the example of like paranormal activity 3 i know you guys haven't seen that so i'll keep it i'll keep it vague but like Again, the movie I went to, the movie it sold me on, and the movie I went to see were, were the same thing as far as tone. It's yeah. a creepy haunted house kind of movie. <clears throat> the specific jump scares that were in the trailer don't happen in the movie, but it wasn't necessarily false advertising. You you gave me exactly what you sold me, just now in the same packaging. is yeah, yeah good? Yeah, well, no, yeah.
2: In my opinion, that's exactly what a trailer should do. It should tell you you know, the, not necessarily the plot outline it, you know, line by line, you know, it's going to have, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This because you don't want to do that obviously, but you know, when you watch the trailer and then you go see the movie, you should go, okay, that's exactly what I was expecting. I was expecting that type of movie with that type of storyline with now twists are a different thing. And you know, I can understand, you know, having plot twists and that that's fine, but you should not see a trailer and go, yeah, this is going to be awesome, and then sit in the theater going, am I in the wrong theater?
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: You should not be doing that.
0: Uh, I'm I, I'm going to agree with John in the sense that, like, I don't mind if a movie trailer wants to lie to me, but in, like, a positive way. You know what I mean? Like, Like what you said, where it sells the movie without giving away too much. I don't want to be lied to in a negative way, a la Suicide Squad, where they sell it as the Suicide Squad versus the Joker. And I don't care what anybody tells me; that's what that trailer sold it as. That's what I went to that movie expecting to see, yeah. and then thinking to myself, "Who the fuck is Enchantress? <laughs> like, what does what this guy do right with these it? people?" Right. Oh, cool. This is a guy that can climb anything. Oh, he's in the
1: movie to get his head exploded? Okay. He's clearly there to get his head exploded.
2: (laughs) And, hey, here's some plot, but now we're going to show you the Joker. It don't matter why. We're going to show it to him. Here's some more plot. Oh, wait. Here's Ben Affleck as Batman for a shot.
1: Okay, now we're back to the plot. But, guys, David Ayer only had six weeks to write the screenplay for that movie. I think I could... i could come up with a better better script in six days man
0: yeah just give us the pencil
1: seriously but like
0: like the the scene where harley quinn goes "Uh uh-oh and then you hear that like who doesn't say say oh yeah this is going to be them against the joker
1: because it also never gives you any sense of what their actual mission is and shows you characters which I was like okay fine they they they, they they've got lesser known villains they want to sell you on the characters okay cool uh, we still you know the second trailer came out like we still don't know what like suicide mission they're being sent on and going into the movie I was cool with that I was like oh they must be hiding something big man if they don't want us to know what the mission is they must be hiding some cool shit man like I'm, I'm really excited for this because again we're in that age of like I'm excited sometimes when I don't know a lot about a movie because I'm like, they must be hiding something. Like, I remember thinking when when Force Awakens came out and we didn't see Luke anywhere, I'm like, oh man, they must be hiding something badass. Like, they don't want us to see Luke. They must be hiding something bad. like Or, like, bad in a good way. Like, they must be hiding something awesome with Luke that they don't want to spoil in the trailer. Cool, cool. Um, in both cases, no. No, not so much at all.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, even when you watch Suicide Squad, by the time you get to the... By the time the movie's done you pretty much still don't know what the hell they were doing.
1: I don't think they knew what the hell they were doing. No. No. Yeah, that that (sighs) plot is a fucking mess. Uh, Wow. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like Scott said earlier, in the era we live in now where everyone dissects trailers and tries to guess what the plot is and everything, uh, I get excited sometimes when I, I don't know a whole lot about a movie going into it. Or every once in a while, I'll, 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 um, I think Koran is the first person I heard use the term, but I'll go into a movie blind, where I hadn't seen the trailer. I really don't know anything about it. Um, Mandy comes to mind. I didn't know anything about the movie other than it's got Nicolas Cage in it, and it's a horror movie, and it's got some, like, trippy, surreal visuals. Like, that's pretty much all I knew about it going. I hadn't seen a trailer, didn't know what the plot or anything was, and I friggin' loved that movie because uh, I had zero expectations going into it. And and I'm at the point now where I see a trailer, and sometimes you know I hear people say, like, "You know, we haven't, we still don't know this about the movie. We still haven't seen this character about the movie." And I'm like, okay, hopefully it's because they have something cool that they don't want to show us. Like I I hope that every time and I'm like, but again, I've been burned too many times. You know, again, I thought we weren't seeing Luke in the Force Awakens trailer because Luke was going to have some giant heroic badass show up and say, "Everybody, moment!" And then, uh, yeah, not so much. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's Uh, yeah (laughs) any
1: other random trailers it would have any trailers that they saw that this movie was going to suck and then you watch the movie like wow that was pretty good any can we end on a positive note
0: um the
1: answer can be no it's fine well
0: this one this one this movie trailer was like again I use this phrase a lot but damn it sell me what's on the box (laughs) <laughs> and uh pacific rim when i oh. saw the movie trailer i was like yeah yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. yep giant robots aliens i'm on all right yep let's do this let's do it yep and that's like that's what i want i just just sell me what's on the box and that's it and it wasn't a movie that i thought was going to be bad mm-hmm. but let's just say i had low expectations because okay. i because I was burned by Transformers, regardless of Scott's thoughts on it. Or it your, wasn't just Scott. Your thoughts on it. But Transformers, in my opinion, had too much human interaction in its robot fighting. And but, yes, I know Pacific Rim has a lot of human interaction. But basically it it does what I wanted, which was giant robots versus aliens.
1: Yeah, and the, 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 that's the movie, right? And and awesome fights of robots and monsters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it, f- it delivered what it's told you.
0: Yeah, the first friggin' what like five minutes of that movie, you already got a kaiju attack on San Francisco. You're like, okay, yeah, 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 I like this. This it is I like this. where this is going. Yeah, now I want to watch Pacific Rim.
1: It doesn't take much for that to happen. <laughs>
0: Uh, Make it a double feature. Mad Max. Uh, Pacific Rim Fury Road. Fury, Fury Pacific Rim. post
1: apocalyptic feature where giant junk kaiju fight big monsters. Yes. You're welcome, buddy.
0: As long as the flamethrower guitar guy is still there.
1: Well, of course. <laughs> he won't be our protagonist, but he'll be the main character, right, Scott? Yeah. Okay. Um, hey, I don't believe they're synonymous. That's fine. Um, a trailer and a movie in general. I did not see this when it came out in theaters because the trailer looked kind of underwhelming. And and I think the hardest thing I had to get over was the initial premise. Okay, guys, I'm going to pitch to you a movie where somebody kills. Keanu Reeves' dog. <laughs> and then he goes on a bloody path to revenge for his dog.
0: Yeah, what I'm talking
1: man. about was the action phenomenon known as John Wick, which is one of the greatest action movies ever fucking made. But that trailer, I could not get past the, the initial trailer looks so fucking goofy. Key and Peel made an entire parody movie called Keanu that was a parody or spoof of that trailer of that concept because it was so fucking ridiculous so i finally watched it when it came out on, on blu-ray because by then i heard some good word of mouth like no that's actually a pretty good movie and i watched it and holy shit did i underestimate this movie the action is fucking phenomenal uh keanu on top of his game and it creates this whole underworld system of like gold coins and hotel safe spaces and and it's just this whole underground network and i'm like holy shit this is awesome uh like I, I i really undersold this movie wow um so yeah yeah that was yeah. my that was my example of uh this trailer looked terrible and the movie was amazing Yeah, that's all I got.
2: I'm not a big fan of John Wick. Sorry, I don't even remember. Oh,
0: oh, what do you
1: mean? What's his? Oh, oh, it's him running around shooting people for its ninety minutes. Yes, like, yeah. I mean, what's wrong with that? I don't understand. It's, not, it's what... not a story. It does what's on the goddamn box, Scott. It's not a story. I'm it sorry. doesn't matter.
0: It does. He, he uses no... gun foo.
1: There's no plot to get in the way of the action.
2: I'm like, it's like, hey, you going to see John Wick three? No, why? Because I saw John Wick one. <laughs> I've seen the movie already. Thanks.
0: Uh, John Wick three is way different than the first one. Yeah, John oh. Wick three is
1: uh, pretty terrible in parts.
2: Oh, did, does he use a bow and arrow or something? No guns.
1: Yeah. No. Well, he some axes, uh, some swords. Uh,
0: John some Wick axes. two, he uses a
1: pencil. <laughs> Fucking pencil. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that movie is those movies are fantastic for the most part three gets a little weird uh the whole sojourning through the desert thing i was like what the fuck are we doing guys <sighs> get back to shooting people uh but when that movie is on and it's it's shooting people and you know it's basically gun porn uh who is some good gun porn well so when it
2: comes to trailers that I watched and then finally saw the movie and I'm like, holy shit, that was awesome. The, the trailer doesn't do it justice. Uh, and the other one that I can actually think of was boondock saints. I don't know if y'all ever saw the trailer for that.
1: That movie nope. did not have a trailer. It sprang fully formed <laughs> onto DVD into every freshman's <laughs> college dorm room, along with fight club.
2: Yep. <laughs> I'll tell you, uh I saw the trailer and it's literally, it's it's like snippets of conversation. It's 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 just random scenes from the movie. It, it doesn't give you any kind of feel. You watch that trailer. If you see that trailer without knowing anything about the movie, you're like, what the fuck is that? It, there's there's nothing there to to make you want to see that movie because it there's nothing cohesive. You got nothing, and then you watch the movie, and holy shit, that's a great movie. It's just a wonderful movie. It's beautiful. Oh really, ramble. <laughs> I, I never fucking rope. <laughs> I never saw the trailer for the sequel cuz as soon as I heard the sequel was coming yeah. out yeah there so there's no need but but yeah that that first one though cuz i mean literally like the first time and i think it's the only time it's been a while since i've seen it uh the first time you see um uh Willem Defoe the first shot of him in the movie is when he's in drag <laughs> in the trailer.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Nice. Yeah, it's
2: trailer. The first time you see him, he's he's in drag, and I can't remember if you see him out of drag in the trailer or not. It's been a while since I watched it, but yeah, that it makes it it makes it seem a lot weirder than it actually is.
0: Well, it's still a weird movie.
2: It's still a weird movie, but it's a great movie. It is. The sequel is actually great, and the third one is going to be phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> one fucking third movie I'm not giving up hope, <laughs> damn it take your fucking rope <laughs> hang yourself with it we'd uh, oh, like sorry I didn't mean to turn into a racist caricature folks, I'm sorry
2: <laughs> although uh, before we do stop, I don't know when, when we're finishing up, I do have one honorable mention for bait and switch throw it at us because the marketing campaign for this movie was phenomenal. It is the only reason this movie was success success, and it's much better than the actual movie. Blair Witch Project. Really? Nothing? We're just getting dead silence? Nothing? Yeah, I... I hate this movie. I saw the trailers, and I was hyped for this movie. Uh-huh. And then I watched this movie, and it is nothing but shaky cam crap that is, like... Why am I watching MTV's The Real World Goes Camping?
1: That's, that's <laughs>
0: all it is. I, know, I guess I don't
1: remember the ad campaign or the trailers. For no, uh, no the, the ad campaign was inescapable. It was amazing. It was one of the first ever viral marketing things because it was sold as uh, found footage hadn't been done in so long they kind of re- revived it. But it was done as, no, 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 no. These three guide uh, people went out in the woods and got lost and then later years later we found the footage And he... that's what the movie is we just put their footage out as a movie that's all it is and they literally had missing posters uh, for the three uh, um, college kids there was an entire website that you could go to that had all the lore but it was all presented as real yep <clears throat> there was no like trademark dimension pictures 2000 you know 1999 or anything like there was nothing to give it away when the movie ends, it just cuts to black. Uh, it, it like it, everything was done to try to. And you're right, Scott. The problem with that movie is, and the reason I can't write it off, there is really awesome lore behind their Blair Witch and the whole uh, legend behind the movie. The problem is, none of it's in the fucking movie. No, yeah, th- th- this movie is complete shit. It, it's it's the it's MTV's The Real World Goes Camping all of the lore is presented in stuff that got cut to the point that they made a fake documentary about the fake found footage movie. And that's where all the lore is about like Burkittsville and the Blair witch and the legend behind that. And, and all the stuff that, again, none of that makes it in the final movie. So the final movie is, yes, it's a once a shaky cam. um, And then one really cool last shot that if you weren't paying very close attention to the beginning of the movie when they're interviewing townsfolk, you won't understand it at all.
2: And I wasn't because I was bored shitless and I didn't understand it at all.
1: All righty. Uh, look, I was of a certain age. This was the first found footage movie I ever saw and, and for years incorrectly thought that it created the found footage genre. I was very wrong. Um, so nostalgia keeps me from completely writing it off. But yes, I will. I will absolutely give you The movie itself, now, very boring. Yes. Uh, Uh, I was so obsessed with it when it came out. and This is before I could go see movies by myself in the theater, because I'm pretty sure it was an R rating. Maybe it wasn't. Uh, I couldn't get to go see it in theaters, for whatever reason. Maybe it didn't come to to Dubuque. I don't know. But I had done, I'd burned up my uh, AOL free discs to go online and search about the Blair Witch Project. Like I was obsessed with this movie. So I did all the homework before I saw the movie, uh, and so I probably got more out of it than, than any, most people did because, again, it involved you doing homework before you saw the movie, which is never a good idea. Yeah, I'll give you that. Horrible,
2: horrible, fantastic
1: ad campaign. The,
0: uh... Or would you say horrible?
2: No, I wouldn't even say that because it's not a horror movie. Oh, there
1: is nothing scary in that movie. I don't if know, if the
0: snot angor- dripping out of her
1: nose was pretty Maybe. scary. <laughs> if you're agoraphobic. <laughs> Scott, what's the fear of um, sticks tied together in a weird shape? Look that up real quick. <laughs> Google it.
0: Stictidekaphobia. There you
2: go. I'm good with that. Yeah, to <laughs> It's nice. the fear of ten sticks. <laughs>
0: Wouldn't that be deca stickophobia?
2: Oh yeah, you're right. Deca stickophobia. So stick to st- stick a decophobia. I don't know what that would be then.
0: That would be a fear of freshly um varnished decks.
2: Sticky decophobia? <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: it. We're not gonna top that. Sticky decophobia. <laughs> that is our episode title. We're pulling the stands out. We're going out on a high note. Uh Oh, (laughs) Any other honorable mentions or anything else you need to get off your chest, anybody? Uh, Anything still sticking in your craw you want to get out? That doesn't involve Jay's misunderstanding of Transformers. Oh well, misunderstanding. All right. Well, in that case, uh, let us know what do you think about movie trailers. Uh, are there are too many of them. Do they show too much? Do they not show enough? Uh, what are some movies you you thought would be terrible based on the trailer and turned out to be great, and vice versa? Let us know. Um, until next time, this has been your weekly nerd alert.